Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cast Matters. This podcast is to help people understand where the evolution of Cast is going from financial insights to business insights. We've talked about a number of different things previously about reporting and technology and accounting and process and those kind of things. And today I wanted to talk to a colleague about the technology side of things and how technology is enabling the insights as we get into Insights Cast. So my friend and colleague, Natasha Kluba, is joining us today. Welcome, Natasha. Hi, thank you. Why don't you give us some background on you so people can understand kind of what perspective you've come from it? Absolutely. So my name is Natasha Kluba. I'm a CPA. I started my career off in tax, then moved over to audit, then moved over into domestic accounting eventually found my way over to global financial reporting. And then eight years ago, I found my way to implementing ERP systems. So from my accounting standpoint, you know, I've worked in manufacturing, distribution, some fund accounting, so ran the gamut and uh, various positions within general accounting as well. Fantastic background. And obviously, we work together a lot. It's uh, great about how you can help clients uh, bring life to their systems and give them more insight into, into what they do. So let's talk about that. I know you're, you know, you were never kind of in the QuickBooks world. You've always been on kind of the ERP side, but you, you've certainly been around that world a little bit. So let's talk about the evolution of the tools. So there obviously is QuickBooks that a lot of clients use, and, and rightly so, but that's kind of a two-dimensional system. And now we're talking about a multi-dimensional system. So maybe talk about that evolution, but also let's kind of define dimensions for the listener as well. So when you're starting with a general system, most accountants have a, a flat general ledger um, string of accounts that range between 10 digits to 30 digits long that may contain segments of different information. So the first segment may be your natural general ledger account. The second could be your branch. The third could be your business line and so forth. And that's so you could capture all the various reporting aspects that you need. Now we have a cloud-based reporting systems that are out there that have allowed us to move over to dimension-based systems. So a dimension-based system is another term to use for segments so that you can get those segments that you would have naturally put into that long general ledger string account. By using a dimension-based system, it provides for easier, greater reporting, when you can use those dimensions to build reports so that you could have the dimension be the driver rather than the general ledger account be the driver to get you the output that you need. Give us uh, some examples of what is meant by dimension. Obviously, there's there's lots of different ways you can slice and dice it, but maybe give the audience a little visibility and what those dimensions could be. So your customer could be a dimension. Your items can be a dimension. Locations can be a dimension. It's whatever information that you want to capture that's meaningful to your organization. Now, all companies don't have to have the same dimension. So most companies like location as a dimension mentioned because we want to see where are we transacting, what branch, what region is. But um, when you're looking at other systems or other aspects of your business, you may be heavy into projects or you may want to track your real estate. Those could you know, go into the project dimension where you can see little mini P&Ls based off of that segmented component of what's meaningful to your, your company. 
it seems like it also, I think you mentioned it, it simplifies your chart of accounts. So yes. now you don't have to remember 35,000 different uh, chart of accounts <laughs> numbers and 15 digits long and those kind of things. Instead, you can focus on a simplified chart of accounts and like you said, kind of tag the transaction with those dimensions. So I guess you kind of get a matrix of information, right? That's true. I think of it as a Rubik's Cube in a way of each side has its own component of information. Usually when I'm doing a conversion from one system to another and you have those long string of accounts, you could have easily 3,000 different GL accounts that contain every variation of a segment that you could possibly need. This could bring you down when you're looking at just the natural accounts that would generally brings you to approximately 120 natural GL accounts. It streamlines yeah. what you're focused on to do the correct reporting out. Gotcha. Well, I'm glad you're doing the Rubik's Cube and not me. I have yet <laughs> to solve one of those things. I saw the other day a video of a guy did it in 23 seconds. So maybe I could get him to be on your team. <laughs> so, nice. So when you're looking at the chart of accounts, you're looking at the dimensions, all this kind of goes into what I call a system design. I know with us, when we talk about how we implement systems, we start with that design. So there's some concepts in there that I think are important for the listeners to, to kind of understand so that if they're looking to implement ERP systems, there's some probably things they can ask their provider about and make sure they get what they need from that. Can you talk a little bit about those concepts as, as you've kind of developed them over time? So a system design concept takes into consideration what your financial system can do and what you can get out of it. Like previously with the flat GL account structure, you were limited to a straightforward P&L and balance sheet. Now we can do more robust reporting. So if you want any additional reporting, you are looking at or putting on an add-on financial analyst tool, such as Hyperion or a BPC or something along those lines to enhance um, your reporting needs, to be able to do those additional reporting requirements. Now with the dimension-based cloud-based systems, your reporting tool is built into the system. So you can get that real-time dimensional financial reporting all in one. You know, as we look at a 30-day 30, a 30 process of looking mm -hmm. at the design, that, I mean, that's critical. We can't really get into the actual implementation, data migration, and those kind of things until you design the system. What are some of those critical factors that you have to get the clients? Obviously, you got to sign off on their chart of accounts, a new probably standardized chart of accounts, because mm -hmm. you can put different kind of chart, different kind of companies together on a single chart of accounts too, but you have the simple a standardized chart of accounts and then dimension structure. So a little bit of maybe about that process. Well, I was even thinking about the workflows, talking okay. with the clients around the workflows and identifying what's important with a workflow process and around say their order entry workflow from order to invoice to receipt of cash and what kind of information do they need to capture even dimensionally so that we get the right structure put on place even within on the invoice. So you may need to capture some dimensional data to invoice out with, or even on the payable side, if you're talking at the procure to pay workflows and what kind of items do you need to capture or set up and thinking of your product line, 
how do you capture the product line information and the various related dimension segments that need to be identified along with creating that purchase order or that vendor invoice. Those are things that we discuss when we're talking with a prospect of designing out a system. We spend a lot of time up front identifying what are the appropriate workflows and what is the information that we need to capture so that we can get the best output for the client. That's awesome. So not only do you have the the chart of accounts, you have the dimensions, and then on top of that, with the modern tools, you have the workflows that you can build in um, so that hopefully you capture some of this data even automatically, either through an integration with a subsystem or capturing at the transaction level and those kind of things, right? Exactly. So whenever I talk to a client, we talk about a system, my view has always been The thing that really is important here is the output, because what's the point of having an accounting system if you can't get the output you need? We all have seen clients that have had that, then they can't get even sometimes a balance sheet out of it. That obviously makes it hard for executives to make decisions and get insight into where they're trying to go. So with all this information you're you're capturing, all this information you're getting, how do you then make sense of that with the client so that they can then use the data? So it's not just information in the system, but it's data now they can access and make decisions, get insights, those kind of things. So when you have a dimension-based reporting system, you can build reports and dashboards around what that specific dimension has in it. You can produce KPIs or do customer counts. So every time you add a new customer, a tickler can be added so that you can see what information you need that's relevant for you. And as well as if you're looking at a product line profitability report, you can use the product line dimension to build a financial or a non-financial report based around that data. So it doesn't have to necessarily be general ledger data that gets produced on your report. You can have non-financial data to build into your reporting functionality and do calculations around that. One of my favorite reports that I enjoy building whenever I have the opportunity to is around the projects. So imagine you could have your project names in the rows and you can have the project attributes and financial information in the columns right next to it. So you can see what is that project. That project could be collectible car, you know, say you have a car collection and you can see your car collection in the rows and then you can see what year is the car or what's the license plate? How much did you spend on maintaining the car? What's the value of the car as of today? So you can build dynamic real-time reports around that information. Really, there's endless number of possibilities of what you can build around your financial and non-financial information using a dimension-based system. I was going to dive into one thing. You brought it up that I thought we ought to touch on a little bit deeper, which is the non-financial information, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people think of their accounting system in the old days of, hey, it's just it's just accounting data. It's just a debit and a credit and those kind of things. But nowadays, because of the power of the system, we can bring in operating information, non-financial information. Can you talk about it a little bit and so people get a handle on how powerful a concept that is? Yeah. So if you have 
an object within the system, such as your customer or employee, something that is meaningful for you to track, how many new items you create. You can put the logic into the system to create a counter so that every time something new happens or goes inactive, it either pluses or minus to get you a count. You could take that information and create a calculation around say, revenue, your customers and how many, uh, so you're tracking new revenue. So you want to see how many new customers were added and what was the revenue associated to the number of new customers. So you can do calculations to add on to your financial reports and so that you could see, here's my revenue, here's my new revenue, here's my customers, here's my new customers. You can get all that onto one financial report. You can bring in all sorts of statistical information. So if you have it in, say, a CRM tool or another tool that you're using, if you bring in, for example, assisted living homes, they track number of beds or how many people are in and how many beds they are servicing. So you could bring that information in so that you can do counts and calculations and see how you're faring from a, a KPI standpoint. So the only last thing I'll ask is if you have any thoughts on is where's this going? I know you, you've given a lot of thought to how RPA and bots and AI and, and those kind of tools are kind of coming on the scene and how they can impact what, what it is that you do on a daily basis. What's kind of your thought as you look out over the horizon to say, you know, hey, here's some things I'm really excited about. They're going to impact my role greatly. I really like how it's making the accountant's life more enjoyable and meaningful. So instead of always having to enter in data, correct bad data that was put in, the system really, they have outlier detections where they can see if something doesn't look right. And so the systems can flag it to say, hey, go look at here or the automation aspects of just capturing the bill. And then the OCR reader is taking the initial calculations and putting it into the bill for you. So really the person entering the data is becomes more of a reviewer of the data to make sure it's correct versus makes, you know, the coder accidentally transposes a number. So it increases the accuracy, your quality of life improves. That makes me pretty excited. Less time doing manual work and getting to see the system with more powerful, meaningful data. One of my favorite dashboard was a, a nonprofit who had all these grants and, and their dashboard was just so meaningful. You can see all the different aspects of what the company was doing and where they were headed and where they were growing. And so that's exciting to me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So is chat GPT ever going to be integrated? So you can just ask your, ask your system kind of plain questions and get the answer? Probably. I wouldn't <laughs> doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for that robot to just come and do all the work that I don't enjoy doing and so that <laughs> I can do the fun stuff. Absolutely. Well, it's been fantastic. Great insights. And I appreciate you taking the time to, to talk. Anything else you want to kind of end with or? No, I think if you're hesitant on going to cloud, I would say give it a shot. There's 
so much that you can do with it and say, take the risk, go for it. Absolutely. And um, I think costs have come down and support costs have come down and those kind of things that now is is within reach of most companies out there. So there's a lot of opportunities for small business and medium-sized business to act like the bigger businesses to have the insight into their company. So I think that's a great point. Well, this wraps up another episode of Cast Matters. Thanks everyone for listening. And until next episode, everybody have a great afternoon. Thank you. Oh.